Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We have begun a new calendar and another 25,000-year cycle as we journey into a new realm of reality through the windows in your mind. We now begin with the knowledge of humanity and its divine origins from intergalactic conversations from the past and present. Let us look through a window into the ever-evolving consciousness and explore new possibilities with our place in the cosmos and the quantum world. Grandmother Parisha of Cherokee Heritage reveals the wisdom of the ancient past that will lead us into a peaceful future. Experience the love and peace through the exceptional wisdom of Grandmother Parisha as she shares science and ancient knowledge merged together to benefit all of humanity. Greetings and welcome to Windows in Your Mind, brought to you by the Law of Attraction Radio Network. This is Parisha, your host of Windows in Your Mind, a present-time journey into the imaginal realm of reality. This show encompasses the wonders of who we are, a humanity of divine origins. Present time brings us to new frontiers of an intergalactic conversation, and we, beloveds, need to know what's being said. We're looking through a window into the evolving of consciousness, seeking, exploring the mysterious nature of the illusion we call matter, energy, space, and time and how we individually perceive and measure the experience of it. Join me today on Windows in Your Mind as we explore a broad range of topics in the discovery of our place in the cosmos. We explore the realization of a quantum as the bridge and coherence as our reality. As we reveal and validate the wisdom of our ancient beginnings as time before time and ancient futures, we exist in the field of infinite possibilities. So let's explore. Hello, fellow star seeds. We're going to talk about all that on today's program. So get a beverage of your choice, get comfortable, and let's journey into the windows in your mind. It's a great time to be in the earth. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network, heard by millions worldwide through 38 internet radio stations and in over 135 countries. Be sure to sign up for your monthly updates and get all the latest information on LOA radio events, such as cruises, workshops, and seminars, as well as information on the latest shows, topics, and guests. Go to LOARadioNetwork.com and sign up today. It's here, it's hot, and it's a must-read. It's the science behind The Law of Attraction magazine. Every issue brings you great articles and in-depth how-tos from all your favorite Law of Attraction experts, authors, 
scientists, and medical professionals. Go to lawofattractionmagazine.net. That's lawofattractionmagazine.net. Greetings again, and today we journey into Windows Into Your Mind, okay? And this is your host, Parisha. It's been a fantastic week, and definitely I'm spending a little time around the rocky shores in Mexico, so I'm looking forward to coming back with some great and exciting stories and explorations. And again, I'm going to thank you all who contact me and work with me on my Facebook and bring your questions for a little bit more personal introspection. So yes, we do do that a little bit. I can't promise that because there are just hundreds and hundreds of people on the Facebook. But I sort of take a consensus of your questions, see which one prevails and and moves toward most of the larger inquiries, and we get them answered. And a lot of that has been happening and people are saying, you know, uh, obviously this is spring, so we're in the time of planting and growing food and And as we've discussed on other programs, the wonderful enhanced interest that people are having in growing their own foods, therefore the concentration on what's healthier for us and better for us. So what we're looking for is that we're paying attention and our subject will be today on some of those more healthful inroads to food resource and the values of that. So today more than going into maybe quantum physics and that, we're going to talk about nature and the value of certain foods in that because sometimes I put recipes and parts of my grandmother's recipes that I still use today with my family and people are always interested in that, what more of it. So I'm going to dedicate today's show to actually dealing with how I look and, and how I Uh, see what my perspectives are on the foods and the things that we use and how you can benefit from that, okay? So basically built into our physical bodies is the immune system and this provides us a a resistance to disease and infection. It's our protective uh, level of, of invasion. And if we've developed strong physical immune systems, We've obviously been following some rules or some kind of regulation on how we look, view, and the value that we give to what we put into our body. And when those immune systems are strong, we successfully fight off flus and viruses and all these things that seem to plague people. I know in some cases people say that almost over the maybe a year and a half, they keep having some kind of virus that comes back. So I've given them ideas on what spices and foods to put together to kind of actually clean out the blood. And it's worked very, very good. But sometimes just through carelessness and neglect, uh, you you know, we by that I mean by not allowing in our schedule time to prepare and to put the better things into what we're going to obviously eat later on. So what happens is we pay the price and we end up with illnesses. Now, how strong is our immune system when other parts of our nature are out of uh, whack, okay? I love the Eastern medicines and the homeopathic way of looking at illnesses and diseasement of the body as also attached to feelings, things that we're doing, and how life uh, in general is with us, okay? So, 
if we're we we actually know now through our sciences that there are different things that actually deplete nutritional storage and activity in our body and that would be stress and the things that we bring in through you know the various parts of our life okay so if we overexert ourselves and do far more than we should then we're going to have some depletion of that energy and if our emotional life and and the function of what other opinions are of us that push us to the point of trying to be all things to all people and we burn the oils way much farther than we should, then we're going to have a breakdown in that immune system, aren't we? So things that we do tend to cripple and harm and weaken our immune system. So that leaves us very valuable to becoming victims of what's happening and usually the decisions and choices that we've made. And those things can actually affect uh, the success ratio in our life. I mean, We've discussed this before that sometimes we're so focused on our goals of monetary wealth and those particular things we take so much for granted, our health, yet uh, it's all a part of the happiness, isn't it? So what we want to discuss today is, okay, what kind of processes and natural processes are proven uh, and with the greatest outcome, okay? So one way we can build a strong immune system is actually to look at our emotional life and and the particular dramas that go on in that and see if we're bringing stress and that kind of acid level because those kind of things bring an over-acidity system, okay? And so if we can't, then we're going to look at, at saying, so at this point it's just better to consider that maybe through meditation and some of the other activities we can actually help that and, and do a lot better with that. But basically what I believe is that it's going to be through our eating and through our uh, our systems of, of food intake. So th- that's going to be what I function on with this particular program, okay? Um, and please get paper and pen because you'll want to take down some notes as we go along. Okay, by this this stage of life, like I said, uh, Grandma here is like 74 years old, and I've had to realize that as I have aged and the particular eating habits I've had, because I do an awful lot of travel, okay, that I have had some testing and some work with my homeopath to actually see that I don't actually get the, the best value out of the foods that I eat. So my assimilation process is has had to change. Uh, the more macrobiotic level of how to prepare foods works better for me. Raw foods, uh, especially the vegetables, when I eat them raw, doesn't necessarily extract uh, into my bloodstream and body at the level of nutrient uh, value that they could. But if I slightly steam them, not cook them to death, okay, and make them mush, but to slightly cook them. They help me with my assimilation process. So we've we've had our gamut of fad diets and uh, the ups and downs. I mean, you can look at, you know, when you go on the internet, there's just thousands of them, you know what I mean? And you can, and, and here's the thing, most of them do work, okay, because people do report the weight loss and everything. But is weight loss the only goal? You know, good health is the goal, right? So 
basically then then as soon as they go off of this particular process they put on more weight and what the uh, research shows is that when they do when we do these fat date the, the diets that each time we put the weight on we put additional weight on so that a person in the long run actually begins to have a greater weight problem just because of the ups and downs and and the getting it down and then bringing it back on okay and many of us have been there and done that i mean you know in some of my earlier years i can say that would definitely have been a couple of things that i had to pay attention with okay and uh so we we either have to realize there has to be a consistency and a carrying through or we just simply throw our hands up and live with the extra weight the fact is is that the older we get okay the more dangerous those extra pounds are going to become like putting every aspect of our health at risk when we have now that additional weight that we're carrying as well as the effects of those triglycerides and fats so we're 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 not going to talk today about you know getting into one of those other diet plans. We're just going to simply talk food, and and the the same nutritional plan that will help you when you're functioning at complete uh, peak efficiency. That you're actually going to be able to do that by just shopping wisely and and getting the foods in, into your daily routine that's actually necessary. Okay, so. Far more of the foods we know that are good for us, we we seem to not get as much of that as we need, like the whole grains, fruits, vegetables, the the nuts and seeds, and the and the good fats. Okay, and we need to have less of the stuff that we know is harmful. And and some of those things are not just the foods; they're the what we put on our foods, like the salt and the sugars and and the particular spreads and stuff we need that have a lot of trans fats in them okay so we need to make sure that we're not focusing on that and getting into uh, just allowing our taste buds to appreciate those kind of things that that actually add a lot of more dangerous stuff to the with the clean food that we can eat so instead of the sugary and fried and fat laden things that makes up so much of our typical american diet we need to look at having foods that actually enhance uh more on baked foods and uh, uh fresh foods you know maybe even boiled foods uh the other thing is that I, i tell people you know do some studies and research on the internet so that you understand what microwaving food does okay and that there's so many alternatives to it uh that you can use in their conventional small ovens are so available now that we don't really have to contend with that anymore and follow your own inclination with that and how you feel about that but you know what we want to know is that eating for health means making just just better choices you know you have to shop and make sure they're in the house the other thing that i told people especially people who find themselves in very severe diabetic situations after a while especially the type 2 which means you can actually get out of the the sugar situation by taking the weight off and picking different foods 
So you simply begin to pick the foods and stock your house with the foods that are good for you to eat, even when you want to binge, okay? And that would mean actually cleaning out. You know, I, I have a few friends that had some real uh, situations, and I told them the first thing that you have to do is just get everything out of the house that you shouldn't eat. And they thought at the time that I said that, and we did that, we only picked up like one little small box, so, you know, I, it wasn't a large box, okay? And we brought it to the house to do that, and I was going to help her do that. And we filled that box up just from the counter. We didn't even get into the cupboards. <laughs> and so then we had to go back and get a bunch of boxes. And at that point, she actually took to a food bank six reasonably good-sized boxes of food that when she looked at it, she realized that her situation, and especially from the dietitian telling her what could and could not be eaten, that she had to get away from it, you know, and she had to put it aside. And a lot of the dry foods and boxes and stuff that she had to no longer have intake with. So you, you may want to look at that and do that as you're starting into listening to what some of the better things are that we can do, okay? And, and just to get back to the basics and the primary tenant of eating, you know, eating foods that are just naturally in their, their natural state, not trying to put more mayonnaise on them or put more ketchup or the things, just, you know, learning to appreciate them in their particular natural state. So uh, we don't need to put salt on our nuts, you know, learn to eat unsalted nuts. And I know I have friends that tell me they absolutely can't do that. And to watch what they do when they use the salt shaker just gives me a nightmare. So there is substitutes you can use for that, okay? And we're going to discuss some of that. And so, and when we're, we're looking at meat, uh, I don't consider myself a profound vegetarian, but I realize that I do eat more on a vegetarian base, okay? But when I do eat meat, I look for free-range meats and, and hold uh, homegrown uh, vegetables. I like to buy from farmers and food stands along uh, the road and stuff that I know don't spray and use insecticides and stuff on their foods and vegetables. And when I can, I like to deal with farmers in, uh, you know, community resources that actually buy in bulk from a lot of these better farmed products okay so it's just common sense really but the truth is that much of what we consume today is just chemically altered and you know I mean there's there's some one side of the table says this the other side says that but it's just logical that if you're altering it you've also altered the effects and to say that you really don't have any long-term studies that says what those effects are that in itself is just practical common sense to me. Well, then I'm not going to be your guinea pig, okay? So when we're looking at that, okay, we consider getting fresh produce and fresh foods and, and uh, you know, meat that's raised without additional hormones and everything injected and all of that, okay? Then, then we want to consider how much is the volume of food that we're going to be taking in. And that's, you know... Um, we're, we're raised, most of what the, the mannerisms of America is, is three meals a day, right? 
and some people feel that they must have a very large breakfast to make it through the day. They have, you know, a medium lunch and then a light supper. And then other people go with a very little, little if none, for breakfast, okay, and then they eat pretty hearty at lunch and they really overindulge at dinner. So you just have a, a gamut of different ways people do do the food it takes. So what I've studied and researched for my own need, which works very, very well for me too, by the way, in travel, is having four to five small food intake periods. You can call them snacks or meals or however you want to, but that they're actually not a big old plate stacked full of foods. You know what I mean? It's like a reasonable amount of food, which I, I think proportion-wise falls more in our description of a snack, okay? And that I eat those those four to five uh, food and meals throughout the day at about a two about a two hour interval, okay? And for me, I have found that in my system, it's better that I don't eat after sunset, and that that's real hard to maintain because I end up being invited a lot for dinner. And when people go out to dinner, what do they do? We go out like six, seven, eight o'clock, right? So I've had to really work with that. And what I've learned to do then is to stay away from the meats and the heavier foods at those particular occasions and go with as much live food and salad base as I can. And uh, that that works really good. Most foods that come in a box is processed in some ways, which means it either adds things to what you don't need to eat or strips away some of the food's essential goodness that, that should be in it, Okay. So even foods with those that have real ingredients can be less than ideal if we've if they've been overprocessed. So again, we try to choose the foods with the least amount of processing, and you have to really realize anything in the box in the, in the can has gone through those extent extensive processes. So more the frozen foods uh, in the fresh foods. Okay, so. Uh, you're better off eating uh, one of the examples. And listen, this is my weakness. I love Fig Newtons. I can sit down with a box of Fig Newtons and eat them without a problem. I mean, just consume them. Like those they say, potato chips, you can't just eat one. Well, with Fig Newtons, I can't just eat one. So what I've learned to do then is that my love of the Fig Newtons, I can actually have less of the opposite effect if I just eat the the real fig and not have the coating of the little cake that surrounds them. And I've learned to really, really appreciate and I, and I love it, okay? So the point is the closer food is to its original form without any additional coatings or whatever, okay? Obviously that's going to be better for us and, and actually does the greater thing. The healthiest foods are the ones that contain the fewest ingredients. And when we look at prepackaged dinners and uh, the things that we get to try and cut time involvement and preparation in that, ooh, we end up on the other side of the word goodness, okay? And we want to we want to look at if, you know, that if we can't, if we're looking at something, and especially even like I just suggested frozen, when you're looking at the frozen foods and the pre-prepared foods you know look at the ingredients and if if you can't pronounce it and it's really hard for you to and most likely you don't even know anything about it well then don't eat it if you can't pronounce it and you don't know what it is don't stick it in your mouth don't put it in their body 
okay? Certain ingredients have no place in our pantry, and, and, and we need to, to make sure that, you know, that same goes for the refrigerator, and that we, we you know, when we're looking at our pantry, we have to ask ourselves, what are the effects of all the things that we have on our cholesterol, our blood pressure, and our sugar levels? Okay, with our, we can't just consider the weight, you know, it's, it's the vital necessities of our health. What are these foods doing for that? Okay, so some of, a lot of the foods that I look and see people putting in their mouths, it's just like, okay, that should never cross our lips and get to our stomach at all. And trans fats, okay, we really need to get an education on trans fats. And look for the partially hydrated vegetable oils and hydrogenated, uh, hydrogenated, yeah, vegetable oil and shortening and cookies and crackers, and even the microwave popcorn. The byproduct of, of hydrogenation, the trans fats raises bad LDL. The cholesterol and the blood pressures just simply go to uh, a minimum of almost a threat level. So it in, it increases our uh, Definitely our cholesterol levels, and remember those those are the ones that bring on uh, the unexpected strokes and uh, heart attacks. Is that people just don't actually have any idea what their cholesterol levels are? Okay, uh, you want to make sure that you're having your doctor do one of those metabolism tests and, and let you know, you know, what are some of these things you need to be looking after? Okay. Taking responsibility is actually being more godly with yourself. Okay, so when we look at the labels, we want to look for dyes. Okay, the food dyes. My granddaughter has a horrible reaction to food dye. And you want to look and make sure if you're seeing that it has blue one, two, citrus red, and all these kind of things, or orange B and red and everything, even the yellow. In, in baked goods and cereals and condiments. Synthetic food dyes have been linked with tumors, okay? And we need to actually understand that as, as we continue to see more and more people with having effects of tumors, we have to understand, you know, we're doing something that's causing that, okay? And the other thing we need to watch out for is I find, and I did this for a while, I was doing a lot of consumption of substituting things because of the sweet tooth that I had. And, you know, I mean, I needed sugar in my cereals and I needed sugar in almost everything that I, you know, dessert-oriented. Let's just say I was very dessert-oriented, okay? And so I started actually doing some research through a friend's prompting of what some of those sugars, the saccharin and the aspartame and, and uh, the low sugar little packets and things that are so convenient for us on restaurant tables and that, and realized, oh my God, you know, um, you talk about putting toxic waste in your body. I mean, take a look at what all that stuff does and realizing there's just so many natural substitutes that we can do that, agave and uh, uh, you know, stevia and stuff that actually gives us, uh, helps our craving for sweet foods, but gives us, uh, you know, a, a more palatable and uh, healthier means and ways to handle it, okay? Um, when we look for high uh, fructose corn syrup and corn sugar and corn sweeteners and everything from bread to salad dressings, these concentrated simple sugars cause a cascade 
of blood sugar and insulin spikes and drops that may have the unintended consequence of actually making us crave even more higher sugar desires and, and high fat food, you know, fat food. It, it creates the craving for and the necessity for it. And I know I've had that. There's sometimes it's just like I really feel it's a battle that I'm just craving and i got to have it. And it's like, you know, these are some of the things that brings that on. And we think that we're curbing it or dealing with it, but we're actually bringing on a greater temptation for it. Uh, nitrates, and uh, we need to scan smoked uh, meat and jerky for the deceptive uh, healthy sounding ingredients like one of the things I learned because I love smoked salmon is actually that they put the ingredient of a, a celery powder and uh, it'll it'll have that it. it's got some celery juice okay well these are uncovered addictions and and pres and actually don't do anything more than preserve the red color of the meat and the concern that I had was the research said that the, it actually is associated with ovarian and kidney cancers. Okay, so, it, you know, like I said, it's just we, we have all these things that we see as diseasement or lack of harmony in the body. Well, it's what we're putting into the body, okay? Um, there, there, there are foods that you know already are low in salt and sugar and are very high in fiber. I had a wonderful friend that actually put me on to saying, you know, with every meal try to have anywhere from five to ten uh, grams of fiber and you know just add that to uh, a, a smaller portion of something that you really do love the taste and, and, and can't really do without. You know, I mean, I love pasta. And I can have some pasta as long as I put a, a lot of fiber to back it up. So any, you know, any kind of fiber in, in any way that you can goes a very long way in satisfying your cravings and hunger. Fills you up and also allows you to have a very good level of uh, effect on the body and the energy. And, and all those things add to the meditations and the the actual energetics that we want to live as we spiritually evolve and lift our consciousness. Uh, one of the fast things that I've learned is, is the use of hummus. Okay, the protein in hummus keeps, keeps us uh, full longer. I mean, it has enough fiber that it allows you to not feel hungry real fast and gives you longer distance. And it's very high in iron content, which again, for women especially, will increase our, increase our energy level. Um, I like peppercorns and the substance that, that's, that actually is in a black pepper and gives it its pungency, its, its flavor. This actually blocks the formation of new fat cells. So to add some fresh black pepper if you, if you like it to your foods, I mean, again, this, this blocks the formation of fat cells. Tuna and salmon patches with cold water fish is actually support and, and is good for our neurological function. And the other part about it is because of all of the other food things that we do put in our body that we've discussed. These are also anti-inflammatory and, and they are very, very useful in cardio issues. So, if, you know, if they have a mild blood thinning effect. 
that you would want to put the tuna in the salmon. You know, like you can have the pouches and throw it right on top of a good salad and definitely have a very uh, meal-enhancing experience. Um, the, the canola oil, it's you want to use canola oil if you're going to be doing grilling and high heat cooking because it doesn't have the harmful effects of the olive oil and the other oils that are really good for us on a fresh, right on, raw kind of setting, but not for the cooking and the heat, okay? Um, I also want to give you some hints here on some of the things when you're shopping, okay? Um, you know, do having, when I was saying to have this fiber in your diet, kale and spinach and collard greens are packed with iron, calcium, and vitamin C. I mean, you don't have to take supplements when you just have one reasonable portion of that mixture. You know, just a salad at lunchtime can give you your daily amount of that. Beets, oh, and I love beets. They're high in fiber, magnesium, and vitamin C. Uh, I learned when we were in Poland how how very laden with vitamin C the beets are, and I never knew that. We were actually on an excursion in Poland, and because they have so many meals with the beets, and I started looking at how healthy they were in the change and uh, you know the the dampness of their climate and everything. But it's the high vitamin C in the beets that they have almost for two meals a day that actually was helping that. And it, it contains compounds that can reduce the blood, sh the blood pressure that some people are experiencing. So, you know, the, if you're having blood pressure situations, make sure that you add beets three or four times a week into your diet. Okay, and, and the, the black cherries, oh my gosh. I can sit, like usually when we go to the grocery store, we, they come in a pretty good size package, okay. I hurry up and wash them. And I just keep them in a little, like those Ziploc uh, bags, those kind that has the zipper thing that moves back and forth. And just carry them with you. And, you know, to have five or six of them and just keep that moving in your diet is great. The, the, the sweet, this, this particular fruit actually eases inflammation and provides relief from gout. You know, like the hurting and things that people have in their skin and around their, their uh, joints. It, and it can alleviate pain and helps you sleep better at night if, you, if you're if you a restless sleeper. You know, so just having some of the black cherries and, and have that as part of, you know, a snack. Instead of maybe eating something like chocolate-covered almonds or something, you could actually have the cherries, you know. And I don't know where everybody else is. I mean, I love avocados in just about every form that you can possibly uh, intake it with. But it's rich in healthy, monosaturated fat. So the avocados give us powerful anti-inflammatory properties. You know, and again, if we're dealing with any kind of uh, diseasement, uh, definitely what I have found and advise women who are dealing with breast cancer or ovarian cancer, I suggest to them to put more avocado into their diets, okay? Um, you know, when we're looking as nutrition science evolves, sometimes we've had people say, you know, this is bad for you, you can't eat this, you can't eat that, you shouldn't. And eggs was one of those things. But you can, you, you know, they're approved now. That even the yolks, which are full 
of chocolate is an essential nutrient that may actually boost and help your memory. Coconut oil, it's and it's anti-degenerative. Uh, it helps. It's an anti-aging food. Okay, it, and it contains uh, a medium chain of triglycerides, which support your metabolism and the immune system in a healthy way of actually. Uh, like I said, being an anti-agent ingredient. And and now people are, I, I still don't do a lot of it, but people are finding that the resource of information says now that butter helps aid the absorption of fat-soluble vitamins and minerals uh, from different vegetables. So pick one that's kind of, you know, from grass-fed cows if you can, that is natural, and stay with that and enjoy that. You can't get my husband to eat a piece of bread or toast without butter. So I was glad to actually find that being a better way to go. Okay. Um, what, and when we're doing uh, eating different foods and stuff, you know, stay with some of the gelatin things that you can uh, put it with your foods and make with your salads. They're rich in amino acids and particularly glycerin and this supports skin and hair, nails, joint, and, and uh, the intestinal health. So unflavored gel gelatins can actually thicken soups and sauces that actually give you that boost. So instead of using cornstarch, you can use the gelatin. The, the sprouted grain breads, like we do a lot of Ezekiel breads, it's a chewy bread and it provides more vitamin C and other nutrients than a loaf of, of flour bread does. And it, and, and it actually has and does put whole grains in it, not some of the more altered grains. So, again, look at, some, look at the sprout breads and find one that you like. I find Ezekiel being closest to bread, and I'm a bread lover. So I, there's a lot of them that I tried that I was not so happy with. Garlic powder nearly as beneficial as fresh garlic, but the powdered form strengthens the immune system. So it reduces, again, what? The cholesterol and helps fight cancer. You know, and making sure that you're seasoning that when we use chia seeds. Okay, these adds, these actually, you can add these to smoothies. You know, you can make a fruit smoothie. Put your chia seeds in it. You can add it to salads. And for a dose, and this is fiber and protein. And like I said, you want to look at seeing to get as much like it's about six. And, and I know dietitians have told me I'm way off on this, but just trust me, I've seen the results. When you can do six grams of fiber with a meal, you're far better off, okay? The oats contain bone, beneficial iron, and magnetism, plus fiber, which is a, pre, a pri, pri, yeah, probiotic. And it's a food that feeds the good bacteria in our intestines. And because we, so many times when we have illnesses and stuff and we're taking the painkillers or antibiotics to help that, we our intestinal tract has to be reestablished. And these are ways that you can do it just by eating the foods that you eat. Um, fermented foods like miso soup and, and sauerkraut and any of the... the Kimchi, I don't know if you know that. It's like the red cabbage thing that you can buy. This, these are alive with cultures and full of probiotics. They actually aid with digestion. 
And the more the aiding of the digestion, the more assimilation of the good ingredients you need from the food as well as the passing it through and keeping the intestinal tract clean. Um, I don't, we say this uh, different, and I've heard people call it a lot of different names, but I, I call it quinoa. And it's Q-U-I-N-O-A, quinoa, quinoa. And, and with the quinoa, I use it instead of rice. And it actually provides the basis for fast, again, fiber-rich meals. Okay? And it's, it's a good thing to add to the evening meal just for the sake of holding you through the night and early evening without adding more food. Seasonal fruits and vegetables are a must. And it's important that you eat them as the seasons come because the seasons effect on you will actually bring different situations and challenges that they answer to. So asparagus, green beans, okay, uh, vegetables such as broccoli and cauliflower contain sulfur compounds that help you eliminate toxins that cause oxidative damage, okay? And so blue, blue and, and purple berries contain... Uh, a particular ingredient which promotes healthy aging by reducing inflammation and blood sugars and supporting the cardiovascular system always have fresh berries at some point of the day every day you know again here we come to the meats the meats I mean we are finding that um, the vegan tendency to a diet being more vegetable oriented is showing evidence in research of being the better way to feed our bodies. But as to being a meat eater, like I told you, I do from time to time, and I make for sure that it's, it's you know, some food that has actually been grass-fed and raised under very natural conditions in order to make sure that the food, the meat, and the, the consumption of that is on a healthy level. One of the things that we must change is the fact that when we eat out, and it's just a matter of looking at all of the um, particular uh, levels of stuff that we get, that we call fast food. But even when you go to a restaurant, beloveds, they're putting more butter and stuff, things that you uh, don't need as much of in the food. So therefore, you're going to have reactions to that as well. So it's it falls. It's not. I'm not saying that I would ask everybody to go on making all your meals at home, okay? Uh, eat as often as you can by your own pre preparation and that. And, and I say that as a very busy person. So whenever I make something that takes time, I make more of it and I freeze it so that I have the opportunity when I don't have the time to still uh, access one of my more favorite time-consuming foods. Okay, and uh, as, as we're doing that, we, we learn to take better care, better care of our body. And when we, we, you know, maybe we need to redefine home cooking so that people don't get scared off from it and say, oh, I don't have time to do all of that. And uh, just start to bag different foods and put things together so that we can throw ingredients together and have a half hour, 20 minute to a half hour meal ready. And that I do a lot of, you know, it's like if I'm going to have, like when I get my vegetables, I usually put them in portions so that I can actually, I look ahead to the recipes and the week's menu and, and put that together to move it forward, okay? And to just, you know, do what we can 
and and not to get yourself in a real bad place, but we do need, and especially today, and I again, I really want to commend those who people who I know have actually gotten more involved in, uh, you know, gardening and pre preparing your own food and, and becoming your own uh, produce resource. All of that is extremely healthy, not only because of the food itself, but your involvement with it. Some of the other things, too, that I wanted to share that a lot of people ask me about, okay, is definitely replacing salt and sugar with nutrient-dense spices that add lots of good flavor, flavor but also increase, increases mental focus and reduces muscle pain and, and revs up, speeds up our metabolisms. One of those are crushed red pepper flakes, and I do a lot of them. In fact, most of the time people look at me strangely because I put so much of them on my different pastas and stuff. But, uh, you know, add a table, teaspoon or two into your pasta sauce or chili and it strengthens your immune system and definitely increases the metabolism. Okay, to uh, use ginger, drink ginger tea or add a tablespoon of chopped fresh ginger to stir fries to reduce muscle pain after exercise. You know, a lot of people that even in yoga and the stretching things, they'll start having leg cramps and that. Just chop up some ginger really fine and put it in stir food, you know, like the stir fry foods. When you're throwing vegetables and stuff together, okay, uh, fine, okay, it, it, is, it is just using a couple teaspoons of dried thyme to soups and stews help protect against any kind of, of bone uh, food in it, like the bacteria that grows that actually can affect the bones and the joints and again thyme also is an ingredient that will lower your blood pressure um, I actually have a woman whose blood pressure was really out of control they hospitalized her for about two days and uh, she had a wonderful friend from South America and we were visiting in that and we were discussing some of the more natural uh, folk medicines that are, were, used to be used for situations like this. And she brought up that her grandmother had actually uh, given thyme to people who had these excessive attacks of high blood pressure. And it neutralized them very, very fast. So the next day when I was visiting, what she had done is gone and got thyme and put it in caps. She bought some of those clear caps. She filled them full of thyme and she brought them and she had her friend taken four or five caps. Just in the couple of hours of us visiting her, the effects on her blood pressure was enormous. And from then on, I mean, I've become an advocate of, of making sure that when people are working with high blood pressure situations, I mean, you want to get to the greater cause, okay? I mean, you have to understand there are other things you need to be looking at if you do have high blood pressure. But thine definitely is something I would include in the diet and definitely be a regular uh, part of what I would see as treatment, okay? And teramic the same, a teaspoon of, of this beautiful golden powder in soups and curries uh, that reduces inflammation and, and uh, actually has research has shown that it has impact on preventing Alzheimer's. So if you know that sort of there and the probabilities of that coming on, put more turmeric in your food.
I mean, take control, have control, do something for yourself. Don't just sit there and throw yourself at the feet and the mercy of a doctor that's going to only do whatever it is he learned in those books that are outdated as he's studying them. Okay, cinnamon. Oh, cinnamon is such an asset for people who have high, uh, you know, blood sugars. All oh, right, uh, you know, uh, it's even great because in uh, the food stores where you can buy supplements and stuff like that, they actually have cinnamon caps, and uh, I make sure I use them because of, like I said, again, the sweet tooth and the bread, the love of bread that I have that I actually take that in the morning and in the evening. And I get the caps that like are 100 milligrams, and uh, I mean 1,000 milligrams, and take it just in addition. But the other thing you can do is add the actual powder to various foods. My husband loves cinnamon on almost everything. So he doesn't have to take caps or anything. But, you know, either way, you want to get them into your system. And rosemary is just an endless gift of, of of benefits to put on your food. Just sprinkling a tablespoon of, of fresh rosemary or even a teaspoon of dried, if that's all you have, on roasted potatoes or, you know, grilled meats. It just helps totally, totally boost the mental focus and your, your brain capabilities. So you want to definitely use it. And, and when you want to save some calories... You know, instead of putting cream and sugar in your coffee, put a cinnamon. Put cinnamon in it and, and use cinnamon sticks. So that, you know, like I said, there's just so many things that we can add to uh, what we actually get the benefits of. A couple of other things that I want to share that I made notes to share with you is oatmeal. Okay, uh, a wonderful and beautiful woman from Ireland shared with us how she... One morning, we she made breakfast for us, and our experience, we had obviously eaten oatmeal a great time in our lives. Neither one of us were kids, and hers was so different and delicious. And so when I asked her, what did you do? What she told me is that uh, she actually soaks her oatmeal overnight in yogurt or milk and, and uh, lets it ferment overnight and soak. And then when she cooks it, she says not only does it taste better, but it digests better in the system. And so I followed up on that, and she was absolutely correct. And it's like, holy cow, you know. So if you're if you know you're going to have oatmeal, just put it you know put it in a bowl already and let the milk soak. And then in the in the next morning, you simply put it in the pan and cook it up. Okay. Uh, yogurt is another endless value to food resource. Okay. There's just no way that, you know, any. some people don't like it. I know that, but it, it is a great food asset. And if you don't like eating it just as a food, try adding it and actually working with it as a salad dressing. But it may well be nature's most perfect food for us, and, and its gifts are endless. And if, if, you know, when it's mixed of carbs and protein and natural probiotics, this increases our helpful bacteria in our digestive systems. And that digestive tract is very important to your well-being and health, okay? Um, the way your food is assimilated, it is moving through the intestines. And you always want to make sure that you're doing something that's very healthy there. So, and obviously, it can, you know, the... 
I use yogurt because it keeps that bacteria healthy and those those viruses and flus and things that other people get it moves right through my system I don't come down with the stomach cramps and all the things that I've seen other people go through and uh, when we're buying yogurt okay it used to be real simple to get just fresh uh, undoctored yogurt but today you have Dannon and all of the other yogurt uh, things on the shelf that have sugary fruit at the bottom of them and things like that so now there's been a lot more sugary stuff added to it I kinda make my own yogurt you can buy those things uh, you know in Walmart and other places where you can make your own yogurt and then and if not just go on the internet and see the recipe of how to do that and then you can add your own fresh fruits without all of the sugar base and if I really want more sugar, I either put stevia or guava in it. Okay. Um, the Greek yogurts, I, oh, I just love the Greek yogurts. Okay. And, and the European and um, Bulgarian Icelandic versions are very, very good too. You may, you know, I'm not going to say which one is better or which one's not. You want to find the ones that actually work with your own taste. But to, to begin to say that we are seeking, um, our consciousness level and raising consciousness then we have to come to the fact that there's far more evidence of uh, that in our lives when we feel in control and that we are doing what we need to do inside each one of us there's the innate uh, uh, desire to do good to be good to do the right thing well, some of that has to be applied then to what we put into our bodies. What's going in is actually the energy that we're feeding the altar, the body itself. So make sure it's always the best that you can do and suggest it. Now, will you not binge and will you not eat some of the stuff that you know very well you shouldn't eat? Of course you will. We all do. I'm just saying do less of that if you can and take care of your body. Care for it. I, I work with a lot of people who have been raised what I would consider very careless and uh, they, they don't see what care is. They don't understand. They'll say they hate cleaning the house or they hate this or they hate that. And I say, instead of using those words, can we not just say we're caring for it? I mean, I know when I'm putting my house in order and I want it to be clean and, and pure, I see myself caring for it, appreciating it, and, and understanding the value of that care actually serves everybody that comes in it. So let's look at taking care of our bodies as caring for what God has given us, what the earth has given us. Our body will stay in the earth mother. And for this time that it is our instrument and it's our mobility, let us feed it as the divine thing that it is. Let us give it the foods that we would feed the very prophet itself or God itself. Treat it that way. Feed it well. Now, I've talked to you a lot about that, and hopefully a lot of that will bring you better health and well-being. And again, I thank all of you wonderful friends that talk to me on Facebook and ask me questions and suggest the topics of your interest. And you're right, because some of you have said that I do a lot of talk on um, some of the sciences and, and the particular studies of quantum science. And yes, I do. I don't just talk it. I live it. 
And it also, you know, because people are asking how come I don't talk more on the Native American aspects of my interest in life. Well, I do do that. I, I don't see the difference because the sciences that I teach are definitely the very basis of what you are calling Native American spirituality. But whatever that is, we move to have this hour with you on your terms and to do what it is that will make your life better. I love the opportunity to be with you and I love that you respect enough to make me a part of your week and your day. And with that, I'm going to close for today and say to you, care for your body and, and, and even when you're taking a bath, talk to your body, make it a happy experience. Be in good and right relationship with your body. Know that my word and my language, Cherokee, the same word for body is the same word for altar. So meet yourself in that sacred space. Have a wonderful, wonderful week and all good things. Thank you for spending your precious time with me. In life, all we will ever do is exchange time for experience. I am with you always and live as memory in your beautiful minds. Hear me on the winds whispering. All good things. Love you. Have a great week and I'll catch you soon. Thank you for listening to Grandmother Parisha on your journey to the windows in your mind. For further information or to contact Grandmother, please visit parishas-world.com. P-A-R-I-S-H-A-S-world.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.